0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the guns and the gun perks that came in Shadowkeep. Kind of wanted to give my thoughts and review on this. This is one of the weaker points of Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now, and saynotorage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel if you want to join these conversations live. If I'm not live, you can click follow. If you're watching on YouTube, hit like and subscribe. helps me out as well. So, guns and gun perks were like a big point that I was making about that you know, we really need some new guns, we really need new gun perks and we knew going into Shadowkeep, we probably weren't going to get a whole lot of innovation. We kind of got that that vibe and, and and that impression from Luke Smith going into Shadowkeep. But that doesn't mean that it's it's free from criticism. I do think this is one of the weaker points of shadow keep but it's also simultaneously one of the stronger points of shadow keep which is really weird for me to say so let me kind of make my point. point first i'm going to just open up by saying to be honest to be honest you know it's pretty weak second i want to say still good they still did a good job and i want to point out the ways where i feel like they did a good job offering viable you know chase worthy weapons like they're worth you know chasing they're worth pursuing and grinding and then i want to end the video by saying you know what's the way forward how do we kind of make perks and weapons better there's a lot of ideas getting thrown around like oh give us weapons 2.0 let us craft our own weapons let us re-roll weapons those are all terrible ideas uh, but i do think they could do a lot with weapons to make them significantly better so let's just start with being honest i really think there's just not there just simply is not enough guns or new perks in Shadowkeep. That's just I think an honest and fair and, and fair take. I would bet Bungie would even accept that and say it really wasn't a strong weapon showing. Okay, they didn't they didn't dump a bunch of weapons on us. They didn't do vendor refreshes there were no new weapons for iron banner there were no new weapons in the you know zavala and Shax's pool or gambit's pool you know the weapon offering is the weakest part of shadowkeep it's a good offering it's just a weak offering it's like a really really good sandwich but it's like half a sandwich like it's not it's not enough quantitatively lacking but qualitatively good but i do think i'm really enjoying shadowkeep okay even though this is a disappointing aspect of it so i, I want to make sure that's clear I am loving Shadowkeep. I really think this is one of the best places we've ever been in with the game. We're getting quick responses from Bungie when there's problems like Telesto. They're having very open conversations with us. We're really seeing that, you know, you know one-eyed mask is going to get looked at. You know, obviously we're asking Recluse to be looked at as well for build diversity and Asking for an artifact mod slot on exotics you know these are things we're asking for but by and large i think that shadow keep has been a successful delivery and hopefully the subsequent seasons can also be very successful deliveries as we kind of turn the corner into a self-published destiny with these new systems put in place with armor 2.0 and everything else luke smith did say that they're not doing a weapons 2.0 yet so we kind of should have expected this we should have expected that the weapon offering and the weapon system wasn't going to be largely expanded upon in Shadowkeep. We also got a you know a pretty clear indication they wouldn't be doing random rolls on the year one weapons. They wouldn't be doing vendor refreshes, and we got a picture of this whenever they did the escalation protocol challenge thing, where we were doing the community challenge for the uh, the emblem. Dylan came out and said, you know, we can't do random rolls on the Escalation Protocol gear. It's not that easy. It requires testing. It requires a lot more than just slapping that on there. So we kind of knew going into Shadowkeep, we weren't going to be getting it. Again, that doesn't negate the criticism. I think this is, again, one of the weaker parts of Shadowkeep. But I want to transition to saying why it was still good. Why was it still a good offering with respect to the weapons? The guns and the systems added for earning them is actually a really, really praiseworthy setup. If you look at Ikora, I, I love that system. I think the other NPCs, that's how you do vendor refresh. A couple of weapons, you do frames like with Ada, you do an internal currency, you already have the tokens for Crucible in, in the Vanguard playlist, you're, you're good to go. Like, that's how they could be updating the, uh, the tower vendors. You could do the same thing with the Drifter, right? And I think that's a great system. I also think when you look at the weapons themselves, there are really, really great perk combinations you can get on some of the Vex offensive weapons. I'm not even talking about the lectern yet. So just within vex offensive alone as a seasonal piece of content it's highly rewarding it's fast there's stuff dropping everywhere uh it's a really really good treatment of an npc she's got weekly dailies repeatables she's got the currency she's got the frames it's a really really good grind and the guns aside from the scout you can get some really really good rolls. you can get feeding frenzy rampage feeding frenzy dragonfly on the pulse you can get a really really good rapid hit uh demolitionist or rapid hit i think I don't know what you can get on the on the hand cannon outside of rabbit hit demolitionist. I think there's some other good roles on the hand cannon, but I really, really am enjoying my rabbit hit demolitionist. It feels really saucy. You combine that with anti barrier rounds and breacher factor. I'm getting grenades like crazy. Then if you look at the lectern, the rune table next to uh, next to next to Eris, the rune table has some amazing weapons. The shotgun can get really great rolls. The grenade launcher that I've been chasing can get really, really good rolls. And... The what was some of the other ones? Oh, the the, the hand cannon, I, I the loud lullaby. I, I really want to chase that one with the one. It's a 110. The SMG, the sniper. The sniper actually has some really solid roles. I use the sniper in the raid. Machine gun, yeah. Machine guns are kind of in a weird spot right now. But overall, that's another really really solid system. A really solid group of weapons. Now I've made critiques about the rune table with respect to the phantasmal fragments and the cores, and it's a little bit of a slow grind when the choice nightmare is not there and the nightmares rotate really far apart waiting two to three weeks for the fanatic to come back i think is a little bit absurd um and i also think that the way that you grind for the cores on an off week I think a lot of that should be contained in the nightmare hunts so number one i think the phantasmal fragment turnover rate is too low i also think it should be contained more in the nightmare hunts but overall i still think the lectern and the rune table offering as far as weapons and perks is good the biggest criticism you could make if you look at both these weapon pools is there's just a lack of new perks a lack of new perks makes it a little less exciting and i know a lot of people are really hoping we see some bigger changes with that now if we look at the raid weapons Raid weapons, this is probably one of the best changes they've made with raid weapons, but they're still not going far enough. And I talked about this in my Garden of Salvation and my Raid Philosophy video. If you're familiar with websites like light.gg, there's a website called light.gg. You can check the possible roles on a given weapon. And people quickly discovered that the raid weapons only have four potential perks in a given lane. And what that means is, is that when you look at this particular shotgun, Prophet of Doom, Okay, you come in here and you look right here where there's full auto and opening shot There's only a potential of four perks in each of these lanes that really really limits the possible roles in a good way Uh, It makes it a little bit more likely you're going to get a roll close to what you want or right on the money. It increases the likelihood because you're shortening the the perk pool. I thought that was a good change as well, and I would love to see them do more things like that with the raid. I think if you combine the smaller perk pool with better perks or unique perks or synergistic perks like we got in Wrath of the Machine, that's a really, really great place to take the raid weapons. So overall, while the lack of new perks and while the lack of guns quantitatively is disappointing, I think the quality improvements are there, but they are a little bit more subtle and not quite fully realized. I think Raid Guns should be better. I think the Lectern Grind could be slightly better. I think there's some really, really nice things worth chasing and some good perk combinations worth going for. So, the way forward. This is when I'm going to start to bring up ideas that a lot of people still continue to shoot down, but I still think are better better uh, ways forward for the weapon system number one a true primary secondary and heavy system and a return of true elemental primaries slide all primaries up and then start really investing in elemental perks right now people are even saying man dragonfly is such a great perk dragonfly is so fun i would love to see more elemental perks it'd be really great to see ancient gospel landing with unique elemental perks it's a raid gun it's solar it would have been really cool to see this is one of their opportunities to say hey we've got an elemental primary in the raid it's really really great archetype it's a 140 you know it's a 140 adaptive and you know you could have slapped some elemental perks on there different versions of dragonfly different versions of dot damage or stun damage, bleed damage uh, you know anything that you could do with void arc and solar, that's a great way I think to expand the perk pool as well as just change what we're pursuing, because right now we're still really falling into damage reload damage reload, that's all we tend to care about Uh, there could be good ways to make elemental damage, elemental effects and reload uh, and stability and and magazine and all that uh, relating to each other so I think that'd be a great way forward I also think if you want to bring the influence of armor 2.0 to guns I still think a really good thing to do is to come up with a tiered system for the perks so rapid hit should have normal adept and enhanced and if I invest enough currency in rapid hit because I decide this is the role that I really really love in, in the same vein that you do on armor right You get a great stat roll, you're going to invest in the armor all the way up, right? Because you can put more stuff on it. You get the right roll on a gun, and it's the roll that you really, really want. It's going to be costly, but you should be able to invest in Rapid Hit to take it up to Adept, and then Enhanced, so we can start capstoning our gear with better versions of perks. I think that would be a really good iteration on Armor 2.0 coming to the weapon system. You're still chasing god rolls, but then you're investing in the roll itself to make it better. And also, more synergy with armor builds. I really think we're coming into a great place. Demolitionist pairing with anti-barrier rounds and Breach Refractor is just one really good clear example of how you can have really, really awesome synergy from a gun and its perks with your armor and with your ses- you know, your setup and your loadout, making you feel pretty strong, making you feel pretty good. And I think that's a really, really good way for people to start to realize that your guns are an extension of your build and your loadout and not just something where you're like, get Rampage Outlaw and then you're done so no re-rolls we don't want crafting we don't want that level of intentionality but we do want intentional grind with investment in the weapon after the fact it's a lot more perk diversity and a lot more unique guns and a lot more uh, power too as well on the rolls themselves if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com we're going to go to Q&A next as always please like, share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the guns and the gun perks in Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can find me live probably right now at saynotorage.com. Uh, if I'm not live, you can always click follow. But sayno2rage.com will bring you right to the Twitch channel. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe. as a free way to help me out. Let's jump right into... Uh, the first question servo actuator on the vendor refresh do you think a weapon bounty similar to how vex offensive and black armory for each planetary vendor would be a good idea a specific weapon for each location i put this in so many videos at this point i'm surprised you you haven't heard this from me this has been in my videos since black armory happened Um, you might be just new And you haven't heard me. I I trumpeted this idea so many times that I got scolded in the comments on my YouTube videos. They're like, okay, enough's enough, Lono, we get it. Uh, But yes, yes, I actually think I would love to see a bounty system like this come to uh, the planetary NPCs. I actually argued really recently, just a couple of days ago, that you would only have to do one gun a season. Just one gun a season, honestly. You give Devrim K the old-fashioned, you give Failsafe the... uh, the Uriel skips you know what I mean you give them each one gun a season uh, and then you just if you feel like grinding for that weapon you just go to that planet and you do pubs and lost sectors and complete the bounty get it complete the bounty get it just keep doing it I think it'd be a great way here's why I think we haven't gotten something like that yet here's why I think that year one weapons uh, haven't had anything done to them yet I think they're holding on to them I personally think that Luke Smith made it clear uh, they have a lot of things they want to do to weapons first so I could see them saying Let's completely revamp the weapon system first. Let's do our weapons 2.0 and then we can maybe start to use those old weapons. And yes, I really do want an old-fashioned. I really do. I would love to grind for a god roll old-fashioned. I love the way the gun sounds. I I love the way the gun feels. I love the reload animation. There's so much... uh, They they got so much right on some of those early models. Uh, A Lincoln Green would be really, really fun to grind for. You know, can you imagine? This season we would have the old-fashioned at Devrim K and then next season would be the Lincoln Green. The Lincoln Green is such a fun archetype of Scout, uh, and it just sounds really cool too. It's got a silencer on it. So, these are just some uh, ways I think they could really rejuvenate the NPCs. And I honestly, I'll be surprised if this never comes to fruition. It would be such an easy way to bolster seasons to say, hey, here's the paid con- content and here's the free content. Every NPC gets a gun per season. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that as just a way of bolstering. Uh, a way of bolstering the the game without doing much you know just using those uh those weapons yeah the pulse yeah the call to serve scout rifle there are some great they're the scath lock that right there could be could be Devrim k's rhythm right this season is the old fashioned next season's Lincoln green then the call to serve then the scathe lock look how much mileage you would get out of just those four weapons at one NPC. That's an entire year. That's four seasons. That's this season. And then the winter, spring, and summer. That's four seasons, four guns. And that's just one NPC. It would make the game feel a little bit more alive, a little bit more thing to chase. Um... And I think that'd be a great, great pivot and move. There's so many weapons you could do that with, and those are obviously the ones that are that are leaning towards Devram. But there's you know there's other weapons. There's the Manananan. There's the Uriels. There's some of the really really cool Viced high rate of fire scouts. Uh, oh, did I accidentally say Lincoln Green was a scout? I'm sorry. It's a Pulse. Yeah, I I misspoke. I think I was reading in chat, and sometimes I do that. Like I conflate the word in chat and it gets thrown in mid sentence it is a pulse it's a really really fun pulse it's a fast firing pulse youtube comments probably already got me on that one uh dan papa says so i've noticed that anti-barrier rounds sometimes seem to glitch i'll be using a pulse with recluse and the pulse is shooting through the shields have you noticed that at all or might it be lag i honestly don't know it could be lag because I think whenever you have the gun up, doesn't it say anti-barrier rounds for a few seconds? Maybe that flashing is there just long enough that your connection to host-client isn't resolved quick enough, and I don't know, maybe you get a couple seconds of it or something. Uh, I would say I would say that uh, that's probably not intended, and I wouldn't expect it to continue. They may even figure out a way to stop that from happening, if it is in fact happening. Um not a glitch. You are able to shoot through all barriers. He is saying that he's doing it with the pulse rifle. A pulse rifle literally cannot run anti-barrier rounds. He's he's running anti-barrier on his recluse, but his pulse is able to shoot through barriers. That doesn't... That's not... That's that shouldn't be possible. That's what the question is 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 uh, indicating. So it could be a little bit of a delay of the barrier rounds, like lingering as you swap weapons. Because again, it's almost like it's flashing on the screen when you have it. Uh, Jared. Devulture, Do you think by bringing back all year one weapons from Vanguard and Crucible with random rolls would be a good substitute for a vendor refresh? We just kind of walked through how that would be, how that would work. Uh, we just kind of walked through how you could take uh, year one weapons at Devrim. You could do the exact same thing with Zavala and Shaxx. You know, Nameless Midnight would have a season. And then I'm trying to think of some of the, you know, Better Devils would have a season. Better Devils already got brought back though, so you'd need something else for Crucible. They'd have, you know, they'd have their season and then the next season it would be something different, uh, for the Vanguard. Um, what was the one? There was a Vanguard, uh, I think there was a Vanguard auto rifle, wasn't there? Um, if I remember right, that was actually not too bad, um, with the positive outlook, right? That was a Vanguard weapon, I think. Um, yes, it was, you know, one season is the positive outlook and then, you know, the next season is something else. Uh, that, you know, they're they're constantly kind of rotating through Uh, yeah, origin story yeah, origin story was a great uh, auto rifle um, from the Vanguard again, these are ways to replenish, so, I mean you do, if you do one gun per NPC per season, it wouldn't I mean, you got the night, well the nightshade already kind of came back, so you got the nightshade you could do the I'm trying to think of some of the other ones uh, da, 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 da. I don't know if the Nurgle was considered a Vanguard weapon. I think that was a gunsmith weapon. Uh, they could do the same thing with a the gunsmith. There were gunsmith weapons that could make a return. You know, uh, the living memory could come back. It's a, it's a, it's a 140. Uh, it's a 140, and it's an adaptive. And the service revolver is a 180 precision. So there's a lot of, you know, there 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 could be there could be a lot of good variety every season, every NPC. Um, even something like this could maybe be fun. It's a 150. A 150 lightweight uh with random rolls could be really fun to chase. Um, and that would be another another Vanguard weapon. So that that would be my recommendation. That would be my recommendation to Bungie is all you gotta do is you've got how many NPCs is that? Nine? You have the six vanilla planets, because you got the four launch planets and two DLC. You got the six vanilla planets, and then you got three. Well, you got three NPCs in the tower if you include the gunsmith, right? And if you update Icora, she's she's probably going to be attached to the the seasonal activities every time. And nine weapons a season. You can't take nine existing weapons and throw random rolls on them, test them, and put them into a bounty system. I uh, I feel like that's that's a that's a pretty uh, easy request to make, um, so, the problem with bringing back year one weapons in mass is you end up dumping a bunch of duplicates in the game, right, 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 it would be one per, and then maybe even that's when they could start to introduce some new unique perks, so as you're saying, a living memory is just a better devils, well, not if it has a different perk pool or different things that could roll on it, right, maybe there's something new, um, that you couldn't get before, so, I do think that's a really good point that was made in that Reddit thread that trended. They were like, listen, you know, the fact that a lot of the a, a lot of the vendor refreshes in past seasons just brought a bought a bunch of junk to the tower. Do you really want to go to the tower and be like, hey, you know, we've got this gun, that gun, this gun, that gun. How many times did you go to the vendors in D1 and it's like 80% of what they were offering was just absolute junk? junk you know what I'm saying there were so many weapons in D1 that were worthless at the vendors give me one second I remember going I remember going to each individual vendor and saying to myself there's there's got to be there's got to be a better way to bring back some of these. You know, there were fast-firing hand cannons in D1 that nobody used. There were certain scouts and and pulses and auto rifles that just nobody paid any attention to. So like filling filling the game with guns is isn't it, it isn't worth it if most of them are junk, right? Be as as Eugene said, be surgical with it. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I can criticize Shadowkeep and say, eh, you guys should have done more with weapons and perks, but then I can turn around and say, you know what? What they did was good. What they did was actually good. They actually put in a good number of, uh, of items. The pursuits of the items are really, really good. I think that's kind of my main, my main takeaway, is that the lectern... Uh, the lectern uh, and and Ikora I think, are really really good systems that need to be replicated. And also, the guns themselves can get really you know really good potential roles as well. H. Uh, Mongolite says, "Do you think there will be a gun rework, Weapon Two .dot O, during next three seasons, or will it be a hold till next fall?" I honestly don't know. Um, now they said that the summer. Will be like no time we've ever had in Destiny before. I don't know if you want to really jazz people up and get them that excited for the summer season if you don't do something significant to the weapon system before that. I would set your sights on spring. I don't think we're gonna get anything significant in the winter as far as weapons. Winter is usually pretty light um, with respect to them making big changes. Like there I don't I don't see them doing that you know you think April update right that time of the year tends to be a time where they can do a pretty big pass and a pretty big update that just seems to be the case the rhythm of past years and, and past content deliveries so I could see them coming oh hey it's spring we're doing our we- we're doing our weapons update we're doing this we're doing that like I could definitely see them doing that and uh and not summer cause summer's too close to the next the next thing now maybe they wait Maybe that's one of the reasons the summer will be like one of the best times ever, you know, in the history of Destiny, because they do, they, they they just, they're, they're pulling out all the stops. They're updating the weapons. There's new content. There's new things. There's new story. Blah blah blah. I could definitely see them waiting that long. I don't see us having to wait till September of 2020 to get a weapons update. That seems way too long. Um, because the game's just going to continue to feel lopsided, if we're honest the game is going to continue to feel lopsided if every time they do a new thing and give us new loot to chase that like armor is the big thing that everybody's talking about and caring about and weapons are basically a lot of what we've already have or what we've already chased or what we've already earned Um, it's going to turn into just a lot of lateral upgrades if they're not careful by the way, if you're listening to this right now or you're watching the stream and you're enjoying yourself, it's like an interactive podcast. Remember, clicking the follow button is a free way to support what I do. Uh, those of you that have resubbed, I might have missed a couple. Matt Food, Max Speeds, and Robzilla. Thank you for those resubs. Remember, when you sub, you will not see ads on the channel. Uh, if you're sick of ads on Twitch and they're too disruptive, when you come here, refresh, leave, come back, and you're bouncing in and out, you won't get ads here uh, as a sub. Noth21. You think the fun factor of a gun can outweigh the power of another weapon. I've been using exit strategy over recluse for a while now because for me, even if it's weaker, it's more fun and less limiting to my loadout. I think that can happen sometimes. I mean, I'll be honest. I know that this is not the best weapon in the game, but this optative with demolitionist rabbit hit and drop mag and I throw on anti-barrier, okay, anti-barrier with breach refractor and demolitionist, I'm getting grenades like crazy. This is actually, like, a really, really fun build. I actually want to take it all the way up uh, to 10 because people are like, rapid hit with drop mag. I actually like that combination quite a bit. I always have a fast reload. That's actually really good for demolitionists. I love this role. Um... And some people might look at that and be like, why on earth would you run that? You know, I, I love it. Uh, it's so fun. You run Demolitionist with Anti-Barrier. Anti-Barrier is giving you grenade energy off a of Breach Refractor and Demolitionist. You kill five to six trash ads and you get a grenade back. And if you're running Oppressive Darkness grenades, it's a super fun and really saucy build. It's really, really enjoyable. Um, and I should probably masterwork this grenade launcher just so I never accidentally delete it. I, I finally got close, uh, to the one that I wanted. Unfortunately, we got rangefinder uh, instead of field prep, but we did get, uh, we did get the volatile launch to buff uh, full court. So I'm going to take this up to 10 just so I know which one is the one, um, And honestly, we could probably do the same on this one, two punch. Uh, this one, two punch is, 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 is probably worth, uh, taking up as well because it's got auto loading. We have so many enhancement cores. We might as well just for the pretty, it looks pretty in the, it looks pretty in the menu. Seeing that yellow outline looks nice. Uh, so I do think the fun factor of a gun can definitely outweigh 100%. I mean, I'm not even running exotic guns almost at all anymore just cuz I I they I don't I don't like a lot of them. They don't feel as fun as a grenade launcher. They don't feel as fun as these other these other guns. Now, if I could run if I could run the artifact mods, you would probably see me using uh, Ace of Spades, or the Huckleberry, or the Graviton Lance, or the Sunshot. If I could run the, if I could run the artifact mods on those exotics, I probably would. You know, Hmongolite. do you think the shrinking of the perk pools in the raid should be moved into other vendors in the future seasons? I would love to see future content vendor with a limited uh, of awful roles. No, I don't think so. No, there is there is a good, and 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 a lot of people rip me up in the comments on YouTube for this. But there is something really really good about getting a role like this okay I want this dragonfly and I want feeding frenzy. This weapon gains a boost in reload speed as your health gets lower. I, I don't really need underdog in PVE especially on a pulse uh, you're playing at range and you're less likely to be getting you know shot a bunch. So I you know this is this role is good though it's good for me why it lets me get a and it, it lets me get a taste it lets me get a taste for dragonfly, okay? I get a taste for dragonfly. And then when I get a taste for dragonfly, I now have like a glimpse into what the gun might feel like if I get my if I get my dragonfly um if I get my dragonfly feeding frenzy roll, you don't you don't want to just have like this this super limited perk pool, a super limited perk pool that makes All guns, pretty much a good role, is not a good idea. It isn't. You never want to be in a situation where it that that's like harkening back to D1 D2 year one where everybody was just getting a static role. If the difference between your good role and my good role is super marginal, you're really close to static roles at that point. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, my freaking nose is driving me crazy. I I do think, I do think that there is something to be said for bad roles being a necessary thing in the game. And I know people hate that. They're like, why? Why is it necessary? Why do you need that? There there has to be that sting of I want this gun with a good role. And I'm not gonna stop until I get it. There is something about that that I think is is helpful and motivating and whenever you you remove that i think in the raid it's different because it's like you in the raid is different because you limit how many times we can run it you know it's like i can only run it once a week so if you're going to give me one at least give me one that tastes good and then i'll come back next week and try to get a little bit better version a ant why do you think most of the god rolls for weapons are usually associated with re- reload and damage output? I know it's essential, but I see more unique perks. Yeah, I mean, th- this is this is this isn't really a question. You know the answer to this. Why do you think rolls are associated with reload and damage output? I know it's essential. Well, I mean, you know the answer to your question then. Like, that's why it's ba- it's like Doing damage and reloading are the two primary things you can influence to make a gun's lethality increase. That's why, in my talk, I said elemental perks would be a great way to add diversity. Remember Focus Firefly on the Genesis chain? It felt really cool. Things like that maybe don't necessarily make the gun god tier, but at least they make them fun. If the primary role of a a primary weapon is just to shoot trash ads, then as long as you're not killing my efficiency with the elemental perks versus reload and, and and damage perks, as long as you're not killing my efficiency, if my efficiency stays the same, then that's the key forward. The only thing that you will put reload away for is a damage perk. Even then, even then, I don't know about that. Slow reload is painful. It is painful. They have spoiled us. Rabbit hit, outlaw, and feeding frenzy. As soon as you use... A rabbit hit, an outlaw, or a feeding frenzy weapon for a given time? Dude, you cannot use a weapon with slow reload. It is freaking awful. It is awful. You don't even want to use the weapon. It doesn't matter if it's got a damage perk. I can't stand doing it. I can't stand going down. Uh CEK Kingdom. Dada recently had a hot take on damage perks, saying he wouldn't mind if they were taken out of the game. Do you think this would be a help would healthy for the game or hurt it in the long run? Uh, curse Kane, thank you for 35 months dude so close to 3 years I agree with Datto um, I agree with Datto you wouldn't get any complaints from me if damage perks went away you wouldn't because then it would be a matter of well what about demolitionist well what about dragonfly well what about fill in the blank with any other creative perk it just to me it's not that creative to be like well this perk makes the gun damage go up Okay, how do I proc it? Oh, get a kill. What? I'm already doing that. Like, I'm already getting kills. You're requiring me to basically... It's kind of like this. It's like, this weapon can get its damage buffed. Oh, how? Um, just use the weapon. Just use it. Wait, What? like there's no finesse there's no intelligence now swashbuckler I'll give you is one of the more creative iterations on a damage perk building up to times five by the time you get there a lot of the ads have already been killed and you're gonna lose it so running in procking times five with a with a with a a melee kill and then having it on times five that actually feels kind of saucy I was running uh an arc an arc shoulder charge with um With Skullford. So I would charge in, I would get my shoulder charge, I would get it right back, and I would get five times swashbuckler. That was really fun. But again, I don't know. I I just I feel like here's the thing. I do feel like they've probably they brought damage perks down so that when I run this one right here with rapid hit and demolitionist, I don't feel like, oh my gosh. Because that's a 180, this is a 140, right? I'm not like, oh my gosh, I should be running my Ancient Gospel with Rapid Hit Swashbuckler. You know what I'm saying? Swashbuckler is nice, but it doesn't feel like traditionally the damage perks before Keep were so insanely strong. The minute you took off your damage perk gun, you're like, this thing is freaking worthless. Because you just got so used to all those one taps once Rampage 3 was procced. Now it's like because they boosted base damage against miners on, you know, which are are red bars because they raised base damage and they lowered the crit multiplier that and they lowered how strong rampage and the damage perks are. I actually think damage perks are in a really good place, but because right now they're kind of take it or leave them. That's why I agree to with Datto. Like, damage perks have become a little bit like, eh, take them or leave them. I don't need it. Obviously, when you look at the potential roles on Ancient Gospel or some of the SMGs, you're going to gravitate towards Swashbuckler because it's like, eh, it's the best perk in that lane. It buffs damage. There's nothing else in that lane competing with it. So it, at this point, I don't even know if the problem is damage perks. you got to put something in that lane that's competing with it. Whether it's Dragonfly uh, burn damage, area of effect damage, chain lightning, something that's minimally influential over 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 combat. So then I feel like I don't have to get a roll with Swashbuckler. Because if you look up a lot of these roles on light.gg and you look at this last lane, this third lane where, where Swashbuckler lands, it just... Unfortunately, there's not enough in that lane to really draw your attention other than Demolitionist and Dragonfly. But Demolitionist and Dragonfly are getting more traction. Why? Because damage perks aren't what they once were, you can run that build and you feel like it's a pretty fair trade. That's kind of where I feel like maybe they need to stay. So maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna change my position literally in the middle of talking about it. If if Swashbuckler is influential enough. That when I take it off, I feel it a little bit. I like that, because then if you get rid of damage perks, then everybody's just going to run demolitionist and dragonfly. But right now, when I switch to J- demolitionist over swashbuckler, it's like it's for a specific purpose. I run it with anti barrier, and I'm running grenade heavy, and I'm and I'm running a build with my armor as well. Like I'm, I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying a certain thing. If you suddenly make it to where there's no damage perks in the game, I don't feel that sense of trade. I'm going to lower this weapon's you know, damage efficiency and lethality, and I'm trading that for crowd control with Dragonfly or g- grenade regeneration with Demolitionist. I wonder if we need damage perks to maintain that sense of trade, like I'm losing this, but I'm gaining this, and that sense of trade I think is important. So if they got rid of damage perks, they would need to supplant them with something else. So you're like, if I take off this new perk that Bungie came up with and run Demolitionist, there needs to be that sense of give and take. I think you would lose the give and take if you just got rid of damage perks altogether. So in many respects, I wonder if Dado is now wrong in his opinion. Well, can't really be wrong in his opinion. I wonder if his opinion is not as is is not as helpful because they've lowered the efficiency of damage perks into a better way. They had to rebalance the game because of damage perks, right? Right. That's how game-breaking they were. I feel good about them right now. I really do. When I take off swash, I don't feel like a, I don't feel like I'm ruining my loadout. I don't. Now I might change my mind when I go into really challenging content. I want to run some hard nightmare hunts after Q&A. Uh, Arson at Dawn. If we have to return, if we have the return of synergy perks on raid weapons in the future, would you ever want them to expand on the ritual weapons instead of just having them curated uh, instead of good perks? Well, I mean, ritual weapons having a set role is fine because they're basically replacing pinnacle weapons and that's kind of how they have to function I don't think we need to mess with that if they bring back synergistic perks on raid weapons like the way that they did um the way that they did focus firefly I would think I would think that you'd have to you'd have to really let us run it more times or I don't know it gets dangerous because when you go to a curated role that's the only role that people want all the other roles people don't want imagine if this weapon had um, like something where swashbuckler and rapid hit were interchanging and that was like the curated ancient gospel something like rabbit hits like and swash when you get to a five what if when you get to a five swash, rapid hits already maxed out? So you could run in get a kill with your melee, swash five's active, rapid hits active, and as long as you maintain it, it's just like, it's it's a synergistic roll. Well, then nobody would want any of the other rolls probably. Um, so you got to be careful with that because then that's the only one that matters and then whenever the lower, you know, whenever the lower roles are coming out you're just really really annoyed one drop a week you know what I'm saying um Datto may not be a developer but streamers have more influence on the game than people think Luke Smith, director's cuts were talking about the changes they were making after talking to Datto I think you're overstating the influence that we have I don't think Luke Smith had a conversation with Datto and then held a meeting with the team to be like alright guys we had a talk with Datto Here's what we need to do. I think that streamers can, not always, I think streamers can do a good job encapsulating like what the community thinks, but you also have to remember something. Some of, uh, some of streamers' influence some of streamers' influence over the, uh, over the over the years has led to unhelpful things, like making Escalation Protocol making Escalation Protocol too strong. Streamers provided feedback that escalation protocol was too easy they made it they made it stronger and then it was stupid and they had to lower it um infusion being really really painful that was feedback from streamers that was by and large rejected by pretty much all of the community there was almost nobody in the community that ended up agreeing with the way that you know, oh, infusion should be a choice it should be really painful blah 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 leveling should be slow right infusion being a meaningful choice leveling being slow and escalation protocol those are all changes that streamers just kind of miss the mark on and i think it's because they get they get jaded in their experience they play for nine or ten hours a day and they ask for things that don't scale down very well right they don't scale down really really well a lot of the times i ask for something that i want to scale down and i'll give you an example intentional loot grind I think scales down really really well so if you want a certain role on one of the vex offensive weapons that scales down really really well why a hardcore player can go for the exact perfect god role a casual player can be like I love the intentionality. I got a really good role and I'm okay with that. It actually scales down like Menagerie and Ada's frames and Ikora's frames all scale down from hardcore to casual really, really well. A lot of what the hardcore streamers have advocated for Don't scale down well to the rest of the player base so it becomes this sharp juxtaposition in the community of leveling and infusion sucks and then the hardcore streamers are like what are you talking about just play like me I don't have any problem I hit max level in two weeks I infuse very infrequently I also stockpile resources before every DLC so I feel none of the pain points I advocated for like there was a huge disconnect between a lot of that feedback and a lot of the implementation and it just didn't scale very well so i honestly don't think that streamers influence is where it used to be and i also don't think that they're like taking notes from streamers because people were like oh lono everything you advocated for was in the most recent you know three or four twabs in a row were like talking points for my videos well let's be real bungie's not watching my videos taking notes I think I highlight things that are clear, and Bungie's probably already sniffed them out. A lot of the times, my videos, I would make a video, and then like a week later, the Twa would like undercut my video. And people are like they already addressed this, Lono. So it's like, it's not hard, I don't think, to play the game and like unearth problems or imbalances or things that need to be nerfed. Uh, I made videos like pinnacle weapon problem, Ikelah shotgun needs nerfed. Like all these, all these, you know, videos ended up coming true. I don't think it's because Bungie takes marching orders from streamers. I just think sometimes we're really good at unearthing problems because we either play more or we interact with the community at a rapid pace At a, at a rapid pace. You know, I, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't think that that's the, that's the nature of it. I really don't. I, I think that they look at Reddit, they look at the forums, they look at Twitter, they take it, they take it all, uh, into account. Um, Half the streamers want the game to be only raiding and won't step into Gambit or Crucible because losing hurts their egos. Well, I mean, I don't step into Crucible or Gambit because losing is not fun. I don't have a, I don't have an ego about Gambit and PVP. I just don't like those sides of the uh, of the game. So, if they were watching his videos and taking notes, they'd have invited him to Bungie already. Well, I think they do watch my videos. I've I've been told they watch my videos. I got positive feedback from Bungie staff about my videos like that's that's has nothing those two are disconnected me being invited and them watching my videos are disconnected they do watch my videos and have they have indicated that um but i don't think they're literally sitting there pen to paper like oh my gosh we got to take our marching orders from datto or lono or slayer rage or or cacus or anybody that makes videos that provide feedback Ginja 300, do you think masterworking could uh, could have a rework like seasonal artifact of sorts instead of masterworking just affecting one stat uh, like a mini skill tree that benefits a wide range of stats on the gun? Um, this is kind of in line with like what I said about making rapid hit go from normal to adept to enhanced um, because then you're investing in the gun and you that is helping the stats of the gun but it would be I don't know just like master working the gun and watching all the stat bars go up I, mm, I don't know that that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a needed thing I like the idea of drilling down in certain things I grind for the god world that I want and then I invest in making each perk better so Snives could allowing us to equip any weapon from the first two slots fix the issue with restricting loadout variety well, that would certainly be a nice first step to be able to, If I could sub, If I could equip this optative... If I could equip this optative up here and then run ikalos down here, you know what would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. You'd be able to run three elements and no one would run kinetic primaries anymore. You would always be running like... I could throw this up here and run Void. Then I could run a Solar Shotgun like... Uh, Icolos, and then I could come down here and I would have Void, Solar, I could run the Acantha D for uh, Arc. I'd have all three I'd have all three elements covered by my weapons. That would be amazing I would love that, but then the Kinetic Non-Elemental Primaries would get completely ignored um, So They're not gonna do that. I think they need to I think they need to go to where Primaries are Primaries again I think they need to go to primaries being primaries, put random elements on all primaries. L- let me put those primaries up there. Let me do both because people like to run double primary. People like people like to run two shotguns and two snipers or whatever the frick. Like if people want to run that, let them. But you know, I I I think we need return to return to-, to true elemental primaries again. It's the-, the the system right now is is just absolutely muddled and confused. We have an absolute swath of elemental primaries down in, that, down in that energy slot. And there's like a handful of kinetic uh, secondary weapons that you can use. A handful. Um, the three element parts, not what they're going to allow in my opinion. Oh, I think you're wrong. I think we can go back to it. I think that it's they've, they've made it clear that they can apply pain with the artifact and the champions. Popping a shield with your elemental primary has got to be one of the most exaggerated benefits from the community every time this comes up. People just completely exaggerate that. Like, popping a shield? If I could suddenly run all three elements, I I don't know. I just think people really overstate that as a benefit to the player. It is not that significant. It's It's pretty minor, you know? Now that I have Divinity, I'm on the hunt for a good ad-killing kinetic weapon, preferably an SMG. It'd be so nice to be able to slap your subjunctive, you know. Obviously, Recluse needs reined in, but you could slap your, you know, your Recluse up there too. I find more benefit running double secondary than popping shields. Yeah, popping shields is just not that strong, you know. The only viable kinetics would be the exotics, giving them more footing. Yeah, but they still need to be able to run the artifact. Uh, Either way you land that. Resident Recon. Do you think Bungie should add D1 perks, giving us more variety? Say if I wanted an Imperative Scout Rifle with Vision of Confluence perks, we could grind for that. I mean, they've already brought back a lot of the D1 perks. They've just renamed them. You know, Cocoon is now Auto-Loading Holster, and Rampage was once Crowd Control, and, you know, Feeding Frenzy and Outlaw are there. I don't, I mean, I don't know... I don't know three elements breaks match game no it doesn't it brings it into it brings it into full fruition three elements makes prism and match game actually function in a good and player responsive way as opposed to being something that's just annoying prism and match game are annoying and they wouldn't be annoying if they would not be annoying if you had all three elements You'd, you you would you would build yourself intelligently with your team you know, it makes them useless modifiers. Completely overstated. Not true. It does not make them useless. No. Because I could run void primary. You could run an arc primary. And somebody else could run a solar primary. And now we're communicating. There's a synergy. There's a plan. There's a strategy. I, it doesn't It doesn't make them useless at all. It's st- Listen, modifiers are meant to make you adjust your game plan and your loadout. And modifiers like that don't. It would make Borealis and Hardlight obsolete. No, it wouldn't. Because then you could still run those and you could run those and have still the benefit of a primary that can constantly switch. Are you always going to want to shove with your shotgun that's solar? Not always. You could have something that can switch to solar with the Hardlight and you could keep your distance and have solar for those shield pops. I just, I'm telling you, This is just a perfect example right now of it being completely overstated. Like, Match Game and Prism would still function. You would swap your loadout, you would communicate with your team, and it would make you adjust your gameplay around the modifier. That's what modifiers are supposed to do. Right now, when people see Match Game or Blackout or any of those other ones that are too painful, I think a lot of times people just avoid them. They're like, I don't want to deal with that. It's just annoying. It doesn't... I don't know I just I'm never gonna see eye to eye on people to think up, up, having three elements is a huge problem to balance cause like match game is like a such a significant needed thing match game's the hardest part of it 980 nightfalls I just I don't know match games only in nightfalls I thought it was also showing up on nightmare hunts isn't it on the isn't it on the harder nightmare hunts right now If I go up to legend, yeah, match games on legend nightmare hunts. I don't know, dude. I just, mm, I, you can do so much more. If people could have three elements, you could bring back rainbow burn. You could do so many other things. You could do so many other modifiers that play hand in hand with people being able to run three elements. I just, I don't think it's, people are trying to limit for one instance where I don't know you forgetting your super is your third element yeah i mean i guess if you were intentionally running demolitionist and anti-barrier rounds with breach refractor you could make that be like okay this is going to be my third element i don't know having run the difficult nightfalls having three elements active all the time would make a good portion of the content a joke again that just feels hyperbolic to describe a 980 nightfall as quote unquote a joke if i could just have Three elements running. I, I just really feel like that's just a complete overstatement. It just feels exaggerated. I don't think like a 980 Delta Nightfall isn't going to feel like a, a quote unquote joke because I can run three elements. I just, again, anytime anybody argues against this, they do it with so much exaggeration. I just, I can't take the other side seriously because it's like you're always exaggerating the point. It just. It's not that big of a benefit. You're keep you're keeping us from what was better in Destiny One, having all three elements. You're keeping us from that for what? For match game? Really? If a nine eighty nightfall is a joke when you have three elements, then it already is a joke, because you can have teammates covering shields anyway. Exactly! You can run three different primaries right now and just talk to your teammates and just trade off shield popping. Like D, uh, D Max speeds. Would you be okay with further nerfing us as Guardians to fit a weapon two system? Because otherwise, we would be too powerful. Well, you don't have to further nerf us. No, you don't have to further nerf us. I I feel like we're already in a good place for some of the for some of the perks to be better. And a lot of what I'm advocating for in the in the perks going up from like normal to adept to uh, enhanced. Enhanced is just not. Enhance is not that different on a, on a perk roll. It's more about, like, you feeling like this gun is capstone. Also keep in mind, I'm saying that in conjunction with saying they need to add a lot more perks, too. New perks, you know. What's stopping you from using your elemental primary if it's moved to the top slot? I don't understand what you're responding to. I just think being able to run... A void primary and a solar shotgun and an arc heavy would be really, really fun. And if you want to plant your flag on match game and be like, this is going to be an absolute joke if you let us do that. Like, I think you're planting your flag on a super, super small thing that they could. Oh, I don't know adjust (laughs) they could adjust the match game modifier to be like we're going to give you the ability to run three elements so we've made match game more significant or something like i don't know more painful i we've made match game different or we've gotten rid of it and added something else i don't know like i feel like they could run other modifier are they trying are they trying to say that being able to use all three elements will make the content easier that's level they're bait yeah that's what people always say They're like, it'll make the content a joke, it'll make match game a joke, it'll make 980 Nightfalls a joke, and I'm just like, man, you are really overstating it, you're really exaggerating. I don't think it would suddenly do that. Don't act like popping arc shields with a solar weapon is 99% of the content is uh, is a pain point. Popping arc shields with a solar, I don't know. I think you need to run a 980 Nightfall. Oh, I don't want to run 980 Nightfalls until I'm closer to the Delta. I don't like running like really, really extreme Delta content. I get annoyed. It's just not my cup of tea. Clay talks do you believe that this is a good time for them to bring back the concept of weapon synergy such as the Mida with Drang? I would prefer to see them come up with perk combinations and perk investment systems and weapons that synergize with armor more than what you're talking about. I don't know if I like the idea of like the Mita multi, the the, Mita, I'm sorry, the Mita mini combo stuff. I don't know. You can already run two out of three elements on one person. Yeah, I don't think adding a third is going to tip the scales over. If that's all that's holding those things together, making them challenging, it just just match game. I don't feel like. That would, if that's all it's going to take to tip the scales over and make that content a joke, then the content can't be that hard to begin with. Weapon armor synergies and untapped goldmine. Yeah, I would rather them do that than make me run two weapons. Uh, What if each gun came with at least two perks and at least two slots, but there is a point system that if you picked a reload perk, you can't put on a damage perk as well. So no rabbit hit rampant. No, 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 no. This this is not the way to go. I don't I don't think we want to go to a point system where we're like, hey, you picked Rapid Hit, so you can't pick Swashbuckler. That's not the way to go. I don't think so. I would rather have more perks, more synergistic perks, clearly perks built to run with others, and then you run them and build synergies and maybe even invest in those perks to make them stronger. The only way this game is difficult ever is increased health Bars on enemies, match game literally turns your bullets into nerf darts. Right, but I think with champions they're on the right track, Flame. Right? Like, champions that you have to stun with unstoppable or they wreck your team. Champions that regen their health with it with a shield. Like, that's a mechanic that you have to stop from happening. I feel like the champions and those champion mods are a really good step in the direction to saying we can create rhythmic pain points that isn't just, here's a giant health bar, it's, here's an enemy that needs stunned, here's an enemy that regens itself if you don't pop its shield, uh, and then what was, what's, what's the other one? Um, oh yeah, the overload. I think that's, I think the champion is a really, really smart move that that nullifies a lot of what folks in chat are saying. Because they could increase the number of champions anytime they want, if they feel like we're getting too strong or something uh Dupless. now knowing that Bungie can in fact disable weapons if needed do you think they can use this method to disable op pve weapons and pvp i this feel that would be a punt duplis like i i understand where you're coming from but that's a punt so, oh, this weapon's too strong and crucible. Just disable it. That's not. That's not what you should be doing. They're disabling exploits. You know, um, it was. What was it? What was it? The Yoten that they disabled from the raid, and then they recently disabled Telesto. They're disabling those because of exploits. They're not disabling because them because they're too strong. Like, oh well, this rec- the Recluse is just too strong and crucible right now. Up, disable it. That's a punt. Those guns should be tweaked if they're if they're if they're. Um, if they're you know deduced as being too strong or something uh two nil gaming are there any perks from d1 you like to see come over uh and to what weapons man i can't think of very many you know hidden hand was really nice hand laid stock braced frame you know these are ones i really really liked but that was just a different time that was just a time that was just a different time forza uh since we didn't get raid perks on the raid guns my question is do we ever really need them just saying they might have to design the raid around the perks rather than the other way around in garden of salvation i see no encounter that a perk would help you um let me think yeah i was thinking like a perk that you could pop their shields without enlightenment but that would be that would be broken um I don't necessarily, when I'm arguing for perks, I think you're misunderstanding my argument. I'm not asking for Oracle Disruptor. I'm, acting for, I'm asking for Genesis Chain. Oracle Disruptor is not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for perks that are unique. You couldn't get Genesis Chain's perks anywhere else in the game. That's how it should be. Shoot while tethered? That might be broken. I don't know. I don't know. That, that, that nullifies tether as a, as a finesse perk. You'd, you would be able to rebuild really, really easy. You'd be able to re- rebuild stupidly easy if you could shoot while tethered. You could always be rebuilding and just shoot and just keep shooting. I don't think that would be a good that would be a good uh, move. Uh, there's a giant centipede that just ran uh, past me. Because one of the main reasons that you have to rebuild with finesse and timing right now is because you can't shoot anything while you're rebuilding. Um, And if you suddenly could, that would nullify tether as like a pain point in the raid. You'd always be able to rebuild. Ads would not be a threat. Um, It would be nice to shut down the tether on command at least. Yeah, I just I feel like the tether is supposed to be an unwieldy pain point. I just think people aren't finessing it. They're blaming the mechanic instead of engaging with it in a, in a better way. Once we started finessing it and really planning how to use it, tether became a non-issue for us. Tether is an issue for people that aren't paying attention or they're not finessing it. They're blaming the wrong thing. Uh, Jamarox. Do you think a good way to buff less desirable perks on weapons like Mulligan and Hipfire Grip is to add damage buff? For example, rounds refunded from missing a shot do extra damage or hip-firing with the weapon with hip-fire grip does more damage. Um... I don't... I don't know. These don't seem like... These seem like bad suggestions. Uh... Because... You're rewarding people for playing bad? Like... Like missing your shots, giving a damage buff, I hip fire, so sloppily aiming, getting a damage buff, getting a da- burf, getting a jam damage buff. Um, I don't know. I don't think that that would be that good. I don't know if we want to keep your. I don't know if we want to reach into every perk and add uh and add damage to them. I don't know if we want to do that. Uh, Sasquatch do you think we will continue to see activity specific mods introduced secondly do you prefer them over the universal utility that year 2 mods could have I love the mods for nightmare hunts and the raid I love them I think they're really really good and they're they're noticeably impactful so more power to that that's contextual power that's something that we've argued for for a long time here giving me mods and perks and things that are relevant to the activity um, I think is really really good Here's a raid perk, always connected. Damaging a Vex stuns nearby Vex for a few seconds. I just don't think I want Bungie spending time on something like that. The, like, that that's a specific thing to Vex and that weapon. Do you know how much time that would probably take to develop? That's a lot of moving parts. Um, again, I don't think we need raid-specific perks. I think we need good perk synergy. Like, aspirational content should be rewarding you with a gun that you take into, like, basically the entire game, and it feels great. Like, Fatebringer, Ex-Mechanica, uh, or Ex-Machina, or whatever it was called, the Sniper from Wrath, Genesis Chain, Chaos Dogma, Steel Medulla. These were weapons that felt strong everywhere in the game. Now, Steel Medulla felt the best whenever you finally got the exotic version and reran ran, like, void Burn content or something. Uh but like the Sniper from Wrath and and Genesis Chain and Fatebringer and Vex Mythoclast and and, I'm sorry Vision of Confluence these were guns that felt good everywhere not just in the raid and I think it came from the perks and the perk synergies arguing for arguing for perks like that where you 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 kill Vex and they like they get all stunned or whatever I don't know Salty uh, Scrub Life says with, anti, with anti-barrier rounds, having the added effect of shooting through Hydra Shields and Hydra Knight uh, Shields, I'm sorry, and Knight Shields, do you think Bungie should lean more into creative mods for the main mod pool instead of just seasonal? I personally like these type of effects on the Crota Weapons in D1. I mean, I think what they're doing with the artifact mods are great. They just need to you know rotate them each, each, uh, rotate them each season and make them worth using. Uh, says, should Bungie create events that promote, that promote the use of specific perks? Something along the lines of match game from nightfalls, uh, but specific to perks. I mean, yeah, I guess, uh, Mr. Psyche. Do you think Bungie has done enough to create build diversity around weapons? Seems like most builds are tied to a few powerful mods at the moment. Well, they haven't really done anything to the weapons yet. They need to do more to the weapons. Um, so, I, they're, they're leaning into the right direction, but they need to do more. Resident Recon. Do you think Bungie should treat the, uh, the Kavasov and the Traveler's Chosen sidearm like they did with Necrochasm, allowing us to get them as white, then to legendary and then to exotic, giving us that D1 nostalgia grind, but letting us keep the legendary version? You're asking for something really, really, really narrow that I don't care about. It's just super narrow. I I don't give a flip about them doing that with Kavasov and Strava. I talk big picture. I talk big picture grind and and, and loot pools and incentivization. You're talking about two weapons that I just don't give a rip about. Uh, Dritsis. Do you think Bungie, in different seasons, not putting damage perks in the loot pool and adding new perks, is that a good... Okay, that's not even a fully functioning question, and that's literally what we've been talking about all day. Coolio, would you say that for the most part, that great weapon perk rules are more important than the gun itself? Well, it depends. You can get a god roll on a weapon that handles like garbage. Um, the scout from Vex Offensive's kind of one of those. It just feels slow, it's sluggish, it doesn't feel like a great weapon. You can get a god roll on it, but the weapon isn't good. It doesn't feel like a good weapon right now. Um, you can get a mediocre roll on the subjunctive SMG, and it's probably gonna feel like a stronger weapon, because SMGs are just in a better spot right now. Um, so... Jared Devulture. Uh, I'm double-dipping here with questions. Are you satisfied with Vex offensive Loop Pool? I wish they bring back a few more of the different new perks. Maybe Vex specific perks. What are your feelings on that? I... Um, uh, I really don't like enemy specific perks because then it's like the weapon... You're throwing a perk away. Now, if it was an extra perk, maybe. An extra perk, I'd, I would maybe side with you. But I don't want to, like, give up Rapid Hit or Swashbuckler sk- or Demolitionist for a Vex specific perk um i don't know if you're gonna give me a vex specific perk it needs to be all by itself because that's a big that's a big throwaway for something that's like just against the vex um i'd be happy if the vex offensive weapons were just actually good weapons they are the subjunctive and the hand cannon are both great weapons and the and the pulse is arguably really good if you get it with feeding frenzy dragonfly. Yeah, intrinsic perks would be really, really cool. Vex offensive weapons doing more damage to Vex just, like, intrinsically would be neat. Buddy... In KC. What do you think about the enemy specific perks? Like, yeah, we just that was the same question we just answered. Fluffy Rhino, when trials comes back, would you rather them have uh new weapons or the D1 weapons make a return? I don't have a strong opinion on either. You probably want to do new weapons, you're gonna tick people off, I would think. Shortchange hero. Do you think the artifact perks based on weapon types is better than what we have now? Anti-barrier on ARs and subs, overload on shotguns and pulses, unstoppable on hand cans and scouts. Do you think this would promote diversity in play? I would love to see more of the mods land on non primaries i also would love to see maybe some of them are just all primaries some of them are just all secondaries excluding pulses and scouts this season is a bit of a bummer uh pulse and a scout is half of the vex defensive grind there's also a really good pulse uh that you can get from the raid and not being able to put those artifact mods on there is a bit of a bummer Gwen's first night, do you think that Bungie lost their support developer studios they'll bring a raid in the next seasons I don't think we're getting a raid until September of next year, if we get a raid it's most likely to land in the spring and be small like a layer but I think that's unlikely a raid in, in any of the future seasons uh, winter, spring, and summer, I believe it's unlikely I believe if we do get one it will be in the spring and it will be the size of a raid layer Debata. Any ideas on new perks that would be fun? I've already addressed a bunch of those in the talk. Mike Quad. Do you think Bungie's lost their way with fun weapons after bouncing between BL3 and D2? I noticed Destiny doesn't have as many fun guns as they used to. You'd have to give examples because there's plenty of really, really dope guns in this game. I don't remember playing D1 and being like, this gun's fun and is a lot like Borderlands. Like, that's never really been a thing. Mac 2099. Uh, from previous discussions, could a fix or improvement for raid weapons be let them equip two mods, for example, anti-barrier and targeting adjuster. I think that should be true for all year three weapons. I feel like year three weapons should all be able to submit to, to do both the artifact and a normal mod to be a soft push towards using year three weapons. Cause I would love to run the, uh, I've got the, like imagine being able to run this with demolitionist and being able to run anti-barrier, but also being able to run minor spec. This would make this slightly marginally better than any gun that's not a year three gun. It would be a soft push to use the new weapons. And I believe that'd be a great way to allow you to still, yeah, you want to use your old weapons fine, but they can't use the they can't use the artifact mod and a normal mod. That'd be a really good way, I think, to push people to the new weapons. Levitate Green. Do you think that the incremental nerf to damage perks is some sort of weaning the community off of them? On that point, too, do you think there's enough variation for non-damage perks? Well, no, they didn't add enough new perks. I think right now everybody's sort of, like, discovering Demolitionist and Dragonfly. But other than that, everybody's kind of clamoring to Rampage and Swashbuckler uh, as, they, as they did in the past. Dr. Bad Llama could some armor perks be moved to weapons for example ones that regen super like pump action or remote connection i mean maybe i don't know if that's needed though i think i like i like weapon perks being associated with the weapon but then i guess demolitionist isn't so maybe they could i wouldn't be opposed to that uh resident recon Dado and Kakis were talking about the pinnacle grind from 950 to 960 is too excessive Dado estimated it would take someone 80 items to get to 960, so it sounds to me like Pinnacles are dropping plus one. Should Bungie make Pinnacles drop at plus three, plus five? No, this is a misunderstanding of what's happening, and Bungie just doesn't want to admit what's going to happen, because I think they're worried about the reception of it. You are not getting a power bump every season. The grind to 960 is meant to be a multi-season grind. We're not getting a power bump every season. I, I, I feel it in my bones. It's not happening. 950 is the gear cap for the rest of the year 960 is the next gear cap for pinnacle and then the artifact resets every season I think that's what's happening I think the 960 grind is meant to be a multi season grind and we are not getting power bumps um, they've already said that 960 for the year where have they said that Kinematic echo have they said that explicitly have they said in explicit terms 960 is the cap for the year I would, I'm okay with that, by the way, because the most aspirational content's 980. 980 is still out of reach if you're 960 because they're going to reset your artifact every season. So, they said there would be a power grind each season. No, they did not. They've not said that anywhere. They said that the, the artifact will reset every season as a power grind every season. I've never, they've not said there's a power grind every season. They have not said that. They haven't said either. They've not said in either direction what's happening. They've been actually quite, they've actually been pretty quiet about it which makes me think my side's more likely to be correct. My, I think my side's more likely to be correct because they've been very, very silent about it. Uh, Arania. Do you think they could re-add an option to add kill counter on exotics that don't have the catalyst? This isn't a huge deal. I don't really care about that. Sure, add it. Bacon. Lona, do you think kinetic heavy weapons are viable? I'm just curious and thinking about bringing more diversity. This isn't really needed right now. I think the weapon system needs a lot of treatment, and I, there's just no real need for that. Um, Cruxley, Well, if instead of a gear drop, pinnacle rewards plus one power consumable that could be applied to any slot, I, we the, you guys are getting down into minutia, so I'm skipping questions like that. KHRP14. What do you think of a system that the more kills you get with a weapon, the more perks open up for it? For example, 10,000 kills unlocks the third perk to use. This sounds just not enjoyable. Um, I prefer to invest in the weapon and increase the f- efficacy of the perks. If I have to wait for 10,000 kills to get a perk unlocked, do you know what people are going to do? Y- you don't want to know what people are going to do. That's horrible. That would be absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> even if it was just 1,000 kills, I, just, I don't like this suggestion. No offense to your idea, but I don't like your suggestion because it turns it into an absolute slog to get another perk. The bomb dog. Do you think Arbalist and Ariana's Vow should negate match game and prism type modifiers and pop any elemental shields? Uh, sure. Lords. How would you feel about pinnacle activities rewarding exotic mods with multiple perks? With the trade-off being you can only equip it... I'm not... No, no, I'm not doing this. I don't like getting down into very, very specific minutiae suggestions. There's absolutely no way for me to elaborate on the far-reaching effects of ideas like that. I'm not doing the here's my elaborate idea thoughts thing. I'm just not doing it anymore. 30 months from Drillmaster, thank you. We got 19 months from LD3598. I don't know if I thanked you for that. Thank you. Uh, T-Funk. I think Triumph connected player uh, housing could be a thing. I started to mess around with menagerie stuff and really enjoyed uh, having a place to mess around, not in a public space. I mean, you've already got it. You've got the tribute hall. I don't know how much. This just isn't a front burner issue for me. Stuff like this just doesn't matter, I think, in the grand scheme. We need content, we need loop. Uh, we need content loops with good loot to chase I don't need a room to hang out in with decorations um, I, need, I need content to grind you know I need loot to chase epic nerd what about raid armor perks or set bonuses that alters it or improves your subclass um, nope we got great modifiers this season for the, for the raids I think it's fine we don't need anything we don't need set bonuses we don't need any of that I don't think that's going to work in the current armor system Uh, F and Alpha says, do you know if the 980 Nightfall exotic pool is only non-shadowkeep exotics? I actually have no idea. Mac, instead of enemy specific perks, what about type specific? Red bars, majors, bosses and such, there's mods for that. Zoom, why are they nerfing one-eyed mask and not overpowered stompies, which makes hunters jump into the sky and won't even be able to see them? Okay. Uh, next question. Mr. Han Brollo, do you think they should bring back the Call of Duty guns with, ran- like, oh, Curse of Osiris guns with random rolls or make it, like, a Vex Offensive guns redundant? Uh, it's relevant content. Where is Osiris? I don't know. I mean, I think it's fine to bring them back the way they brought them back. Um, I would love to see, you know, Vex Offensive inform and inspire a re- a re- a revisit of, like, Escalation Protocol or... Curse of Osiris weapons in the Infinite Forest or something, but I don't know if they need to be brought back with random rolls. They, I, I've, been, I've been a proponent of bringing back things with random rolls, but Vex Offensive kind of hurts that, right? Because we've got... We've already got those guns kind of brought back already, so I don't know if they would do that. If they did it, it would be the other weapons that didn't make it back, and then they'd have to tie it to an activity, I would think. Um... Rocks, uh, says, do you think scout rifles were fixed in Shadowkeep? Do you like where they are at this point? Um, scouts feel okay on the moon, and they feel okay in stuff like in, in the moon, right? From the September 26th TWAB, every season brings with it some tweaks to the power climb. I guess it doesn't technically mean we're getting a new power climb each season. Right, and when they elaborate on the power climb each season, they only really talk about the artifact. So I don't know. Like I said they've been pretty quiet about it. They've actually been very very quiet about the power grind each season. They've been they haven't said much, which I think again leans towards what I think is going to happen. Doesn't mean I'm right. It just thinks I think it makes it more likely. I think they would come out and explicitly state if we were getting a power grind every season. And again, when you look at this power structure difficulty of Nightmare Hunts and Nightfalls going up to 980, it works with my suggestion. Cuz here's the thing you got to keep in mind. Imagine track with me here back with me here. I think I'm going to make a pretty good argument. Imagine right now you're getting to a place where you're building up and grinding to where you can run a 980 nightfall your 950, you know, your artifacts adding a certain amount. Okay. And then next season, they add another power grind on your gear, which means you got to go through infusion. You got to go through power leveling again, and you got to grind up the artifact to work your way back up to this 980. Okay and keep in mind if they let us all bump our power level by 10 or 20 all this stuff probably has to shift adept hero legend and master all have to shift down to make up for the fact that make up for the fact that people are already close to those levels once they get their artifact level back up okay so they're hitting you multiple times you got to level again you got to infuse again you got to level up the artifact again and you feel like you're kind of getting like you're 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 getting thrown back down the ladder at multiple levels if the only thing that resets next season is the artifact, then your work toward getting into this into this delta isn't altogether reset. It just it, it isn't altogether reset. Like you're working your way back to that, you're working your way back to it, and then all these power structures stay in place. So the video was disabled, but they said at Gamescom that 960 would be max power for year three, and then your power grind each season would be focused on the artifact. I feel like they've heavily hinted at that being the reality. I don't remember that exact quote, though, that he's saying was made. Why would they cap infusion materials if levels aren't going up? Um, they, they, they're doing it because levels aren't going up, Troy. That's exactly why they're doing it. Flip it around and think about it. Flip it around and think about it. They're capping infusion because levels aren't going up. So we're going to spend the next 12 months stockpiling infusion materials for the next you know, the next like year reset thing that happens next September. It's actually it actually bolsters my argument even more. Because there is no level climb every season. You would be spending 12 months saving all those infusion materials and be able to completely bypass it again a year from now. The more you look at it, the more you look at the structure and the decisions they've made, the more it seems clear to me we are not getting a power grind outside of the artifact every season. Stockpile Enhancement cores and said, true. Uh, baby Cane Boy. We saw a teaser of the No Land Beyond returning. Do you think we'll see it in the near future? I don't remember seeing that, but if we saw it, then sure. Uh, get Wrecked Ralph. Uh, do, does using energy weapons that match your armor's energy type give ME? Nope, it doesn't do anything. 4D uh, Block, I think. 4D Block says, do you think scout rifles should have anti-barian overload? Do you think that, yeah, I think all of the weapons should have been included. I, I think excluding scouts and pulses was a bit of a, a, a mistake, as well as excluding exotics. Uh, Arania, is it possible to reach tier 10 on two stats, uh, the current armor, or just one stat? Luke Smith said you could get to 100, which is a tier 10, you could get to 100 without mods. So I, I would think you'd be able to do this with the right rolls and with the right mods. You probably could, yes. Luthar. Do you think the fact that we can put anti-barrier rounds uh, ETC on exotic is something Bungie? Oh, we can't. Is something overlooked? I literally tweeted about this today. Go follow me on Twitter. Retweet that tweet. Let Bungie know that we want artifact mods on exotics. This season was supposed to put a better distance between legendaries and exotics, giving exotic primaries more footing again, and they're not. Because I can't run the artifact mods in the hard content. So legendaries win again. You know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So that is question number like 56. So that's plenty of questions. No more questions have been submitted. Uh, Don't go anywhere. We're going to keep streaming. We're going to do some nightmare hunt stuff and try and get some uh, Supreme mods. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. And if you're here live right now, you can push the follow button. That's a free way to support the channel uh, and make sure that you don't miss these talks and these QA sessions. As always, Stay, keep, stay here if you're here live, and if you're listening or watching in other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.